Father, we thank you for this morning. We'll leave to anyone I. Thank you, Lord, for putting the devil to shame. Thank you for proving yourself. Thank you for taking control. Be magnified in Jesus' name. We thank you for another opportunity to come together as your children in your presence. Father, be glorified in Jesus' name. As we go into your word, you will go with us. Father, speak unto us. Teach us and let your name be glorified. Let all prayers that are said today ascend to the throne of mercy. Let us receive a response from your presence. Thank you, Heavenly Father. As many as will listen to this message, none will remain the same. For we have prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to welcome everyone of us to today's service one more time. The King of Glory himself will reveal himself unto us in Jesus' name. Amen. Last week we started looking at a topic we called mercy and healing. Mercy and healing. And we looked at the story of uh, Brother Bartimaeus, popularly known as Blind Bartimaeus. How he knew that Jesus was passing by. And he began to shout, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And we looked at some highlights, some important points concerning that interaction. And the place of mercy, when God intervenes in our situation, we highlighted the fact that even though we said the topic was mercy and healing, it is mercy as it relates to every need that any one of us can have. Because our God is not only the God of mercy. The Bible says he's the father of mercies. And the Bible tells me in Psalm 102 verse 13 that thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her. Yeah, the set time is now. In other words, this year 2022 is a set time for someone. And I pray for you that you will not miss your set time in Jesus' name. It's one thing for God to make up his mind. That I want to lift up this brother. I want to lift up this sister. It's one thing for God to make up his mind and say, it is your time. But it's another thing for you to say, Lord, I receive what you are giving. Or to say, I don't want it. And normally when you say, I don't want it, it's not because you tell God, I don't want it. Keep your mercy. No. It's because of your response to that which the Lord is giving or stretching forth unto you. I pray for somebody listening to me today one more time. You will not miss your time in Jesus' name. Now, talking about mercy and healing, we highlighted the fact that when you go through the scriptures from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, diversely, people came to Jesus. And many of them kept saying, Jesus, thou son of David. Jesus, thou son of David. If you want, you can heal me. Have mercy upon me. Make me whole, diversely. A constant there was the phrase, Thou Son of David. And so today we want to look a little bit in there. Just a little bit. Because it's not a topic that you can treat in uh, a message of one hour. No. But what is the significance of this Son of David? And we're going to look at just one point. One point on that. One point on that. Acts chapter 13 verse 22. Acts chapter 13 verse 22 says, When he had removed him, he raised up unto them David to be their king. 
to whom also he gave testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, which shall fulfill all my will. All my will. All my will. So it's tied to a covenant that God made with David. And, I mean, when you look at this covenant, like I said, it's not something we can just uh, go by within the short hand that we have. But you go to Psalm 89. Psalm 89 from verse 19. Psalm 89 from verse 19 to verse 37. It's a long passage, but we're going to read it. And as we read it, I will highlight some things. Psalm 89 from verse 19 to verse 37. It said, thou, then thou spoke in a vision to thy holy one and said, I have laid help upon one that is mighty. I have ex exalted one chosen out of the people. Very important. One chosen out of the people. I have found David my servant. With my holy oil have I anointed him. With whom my hand shall be established. Mine arm shall strengthen him. Verse 22. The enemy shall not exact upon him. Nor the son of wickedness afflict him. I will beat down his foes before his face and plague them that hate him. But my faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him, and in my name shall his horn be exalted. Verse 25. I will set his hands also in the sea and his right hand in the rivers. Amen. He shall cry unto me, Thou art my father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. Verse 27. I also I will make him my firstborn, higher than the kings of the earth. Verse 28. My mercy will I keep for him forevermore, and my covenant shall stand fast with him. Now, when you look at this passage, we are still going to read further, but I want to highlight one thing. Verse 29. Even though the Lord was speaking to David, you see that in the passage, the Lord began to highlight some aspects of this covenant that relate to the son of David. And who is that son of David? It's Jesus. There are some verses that relate to the son of David, the earthly king Solomon. And I needed to highlight this as we go through. You see, verse 29, Verse 29 is a passage that relates to the eternal son of David. What, remember, we are trying to uh, link this passage to the prayer that Bartimaeus prayed. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. Verse 29 says, his seed will I make to endure forever and is strong as the days of heaven. This was not referring to Solomon. This was a prophetic statement about the eternal son of David, Jesus Christ himself. And with this, you realize that, we are going to come back to this passage later on, that uh, the things, when you mention that name, Jesus, that son of David, you are, you, are, you are appropriating a number of the things that are highlighted when the Lord began to make promises unto David. And that's why just saying Jesus, that son of David, is a prayer in itself. It's a prayer in itself. Now, when we go to verse from verse 30 to verse 34, from verse 30 to verse 34, we see the Lord talking about Solomon and the generations of the sons of David after him. Solomon, Nathan, 
the, the, the genealogy of Jesus Christ, if you go to the book of Matthew or the book of Luke, are highlighted there. Verse 30 says, If his children forsake my law and walk not in my judgments, if they break my statutes and keep not my commandments, then will I visit their transgressions with the law and their iniquity with stripes. Verse 33, Nevertheless, my loving kindness will not, will not, will I not utterly take from him, nor suffer my faithfulness to fail. My covenant will I not break, nor alter the things that is gone out of my lips. This is why, brethren, when Solomon, the son that experienced peace, that enjoyed the presence and magnanimity of God, began to go astray, God continued to remember the covenant he made with David. And said, so, well, I will take ten of, I mean, the, ten of the tribes away from Solomon, but I will not take everything away from him. So even from the time of Solomon, we see the fulfillment of the promises of God concerning David and his heritage. Now let's look at, let's go to verse 35. Verse 35 to 37. Where, we're going to, where, I mean, where the passage ends. Verses 35 to 37. And you see that God is now talking again about the eternal son of David and not just the one that was there that uh, uh, reigned for 40 years. He said, once have I sworn by my holiness that I will not lie unto David. Verse 36. His seed shall endure forever and is thrown as the sun before me. And the last verse, verse 37. It shall be established forever as the moon and as a faithful witness in heaven. Praise the Lord. So, when we are talking about Bartimaeus and some others identifying the fact that there is an importance to the name Jesus, thou son of David, that I can come before the Lord. They are holding God to a covenant. A covenant that he made with David. A covenant that the Lord himself said will endure forever. And like we said earlier on, the declaration of that statement, thou son of David, brings to bear a number of prayer points which are going to be praying uh, uh, towards the end of this message. Remember, brethren, today is the 13th day that we have been waiting upon the Lord for those of us that started waiting on the 11th of January. And the number 13 is the number that prepares you to ascend to the throne. To ascend to the throne. From the time that the travails of Joseph started <coughs> until the time he ascended to the throne of Egypt. It was 13 years. He started at the age of 17. He became the prime minister of Egypt at the age of 30. So today, if somebody will key in to the plan and purpose of God, the Lord will begin to lead you higher from this day onwards in Jesus' name. So, when you look at this covenant that the Lord had with David and the declaration that the Lord made with him, the starting point is we want to ask ourselves, who is this David? Who is this David? Who is this David? And I said we are going to look at just one point today. And that's the fact that David was a faithful man that God found. A faithful man that God found. The book of Proverbs says, a faithful man who can find. That question still stands today. A faithful woman who can find. A faithful brother who can find. A faithful sister who can find. Are you faithful? Not faithful to man, but faithful to God. 
But if you are faithful to God, what are you going to do? You will be obedient to the ordinances. You will be obedient to the instruction of God. That's why Jesus Christ said, if you love me, you do what? You will keep my commandments. David was a faithful man that God found. And brethren, God has not stopped to look for men. He has not stopped to look for women. He has not stopped to, to search. We all know that passage. 2 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9. The Bible says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards him. So, if your heart is perfect towards this living God, his eyes are on you. He's looking for you. He's watching you. He's saying, will he deny me? Will she deny me? Very important. His eyes are going to and fro. And we saw, in the case of this king, he failed God. He failed God. Well, the king to whom this message came, he said, because you have done foolishly, from henceforth thou shalt have wars. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. When you go to Zechariah chapter 4, verse 10, Zechariah chapter 4, verse 10, the Bible says, who had despised the day of small things? There will always be a day of small things. There will always be a, a day to start little. He said, for they shall rejoice and shall see the promise in the heart of Zerubbabel with those seven. They are the eyes of the Lord, which do what? Which run to and fro through the whole earth. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro through the whole earth. He's looking for one brother. He's looking for one sister. He's looking for one person. That God can say, that is my faithful son. That is my faithful servant. That's my faithful daughter. God still wants to enthrone. God still wants to crown. Crown people. Crown individuals. God still wants to elevate people into the, the, the place of full assignment for him. But he's looking, he's searching. Will he find you faithful? The Bible tells us, because we said David was a faithful one that God found. The fact that God found him is very important. Another man that has a similar testimony, even though for the most for, for, for the greater part of his life he was struggling with God. Another man that God found, like he found David, was Jacob. Was Jacob. And you see, the Bible makes us to understand that once the Lord found David, I mean Jacob, he made all provisions for him and his sustenance. And that is key. So if God is looking for someone today, if God can find you faithful. Your provisions are guaranteed. That's what the Bible is telling us. He only needs to find in you a man, a woman with whom he can do business. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 32. Deuteronomy chapter 32 from verse 9 to verse 14. Deuteronomy chapter 32 from verse 9 to verse 14. I'm going to read. It says, For the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the Lord of his inheritance. Deuteronomy chapter 32 from verse 9 to verse 14. For the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. Verse 10. He found him in a desert land, in a waste howling wilderness. He led him about. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. 
verse 11. As an eagle stirred up her nest, fluttered over her young, spread abroad her wings, take them, bear them on her wings, so the Lord alone did lead him. And there was no strange God with him. Very important. The Lord will not lead you if you have accommodated strange gods. If you have brought strange gods together, he made him ride upon the high places of the earth that he might eat the increase of the fields. And he made him to suck honey out of the rock and oil out of the flinty rock. Verse 14. Butter of kine and milk of sheep with fat of lambs and rams of the breed of Bashan and goats with the fat of kidneys of, of, of wheat. And thou didst drink pure blood of the grape. This is an example of a man. The same way that the Bible tells us God found David where he was taking care of the flock. The Bible tells us in the story we just read, he found Jacob in the wilderness. In the wilderness. Brethren, the Lord is not looking. Well, the Lord is, is looking, but he usually finds in the place of, uh, in, in that place where you can be alone with God. Not in the midst of the crowd. What God will always do is to pull someone out of the crowd. Last week when we were looking at those principles of mercy and healing. We talked about the fact that the multitude more or less will, will always tend towards discouraging you. Remember, today the multitude will be saying, Hosanna, Hosanna. Tomorrow the multitude will say what? Crucify him. So if your faith is dependent upon the multitude, it's a, it's a formula for failure. He found David where? Not in the city. Not in the midst of the people. In the wilderness. In the desert place. He's looking for you today. Your experience, that which you have gone through, brethren, might have prepared you and made you open to God finding you and dealing with you. God finding you and relating with you. Because he knows if you have not gone to that point, you will not hear him. Brethren, after Jesus was baptized at the Jordan, what did he do? The Bible says the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And after the 40 days and 40 nights, what happened? The devil came. And he came to tempt him. The process that Jesus went through is the process every child of God must go through if the Lord will find you. If the Lord will use you. He said the harvest indeed is plentiful. But the laborers are few. So he found him. That's number one for Jacob. Number two, we are told he led him about. He led him about. God doesn't waste his resources. God doesn't waste his effort. When he finds you, it's because he's got an assignment and a mission for you. And everyone has an assignment, brethren. Everyone. Everyone. That you have an assignment doesn't mean you are going to become a pastor. But everyone has an assignment. You can only find your assignment in him. Many live long to be 90 years old, to be 100 years old. And in the scheme of the plan and purpose of God, they, lived, they have lived a wasted life. Lot of effort. 
lot of activity nothing for the kingdom that will not be your portion in jesus name he led him about psalm 23 verse 2 he says he maketh me to lie down in green pastures he leadeth me beside the still waters he leadeth that's the word he leadeth me beside the still waters he still wants to lead the holy spirit is available for all of us today the third point about Jacob is that we are told that the Lord kept him as the apple of his eye. He kept him as the apple of his eye. God has not stopped keeping men and women as the apple of his eye. He desires to keep you as the apple of his eye. He desires to make you a testimony. He desires for men to look at you and say, oh, whatever God did for him, he can do for me. Zechariah chapter 2 verse 8. Zechariah chapter 2 verse 8. He said, For thus said the Lord God, the Lord of hosts, after the glory had he sent me unto the nations which spoiled you. For he that touched you touched the apple of his eyes. That's a promise of someone listening to me today. He that touches you touches the apple of God's eyes. And God will not watch and allow that apple to be destroyed. He kept him as the apple of his eyes. Number four, he protected him. He protected him. The word of God to someone listening to me today is fear not. Fear not. Tell somebody fear not. Very important. Fear not. He protected him. Psalm 23 verse 4 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. There is guidance, there is instruction, there is direction. God protected him. When he found him. Psalm 91 verse 1. We all know that passage very well. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Shall abide under the shadow. Of the Almighty. He protected him. The next point. I think that's the fifth one. Is that the Lord make him to soar. Made him to soar. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31. Isaiah 40 verse 31. They that wait upon the Lord. Shall renew their strength. We said today is the 13th day. That we have been waiting upon the Lord. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. As you continue to wait upon the Lord, you will mount up with wings as eagles in Jesus' name. This is a year, this is not the year of the pedestrian. This is the year of men and women that are ready to fly higher. Remember, our prayer retreat at the end of the year, the title, the topic was, I will fly higher. It is very prophetic. It's the Lord talking to someone saying, yes, you did well last year, but it's time for you to do better. I will fly higher. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. In, and not faint. In Exodus chapter 19 verse 4, Exodus 19 verse 4, the Bible says, You have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, how I bear you on eagles' wings and brought you on to myself. That's the Lord speaking. I bear you on eagle's wings. The Lord made Jacob to soar. He's available, he's ready, he's prepared to make someone listening to me today to soar. And you will soar in Jesus' name. The next point we have made to understand is that he ensured that there was no straight God with him. I highlighted this earlier on. Brethren, if you are going to go on this journey with God in the year 2022 and beyond, you must ensure that there is no God, no strange God with you. 
Like that songwriter I always highlight. says, how do you treat God? Like a G-O-D or like a D-O-G? He ensured that there was no strange God with him. He said, I am the Lord, that is my name, my glory will I share with no man. He has not changed. He still will not share his glory with any man. Why? Because when the Lord begins to move, you see the words of God being attributed to strange gods. And that's why, so long as you continue to hold on to God, to compare this living God with the strange gods that you are going with, God will just be watching you. Brethren, this is the year to soar. This is the year to fly higher. Don't do things that will make God to be on the sideline in your life. Take hold of the word of God. Move it to his standard purpose for your life. And do those things that will, make, that will make you to say, Ah, this is what the Lord has done for me. There's a Yoruba song that says, Ewa won't for me. Ewa won't for me. Eji lo mu mi dukwe o. Eji lo mu mi dukwe o. Come and see what the Lord has done for me. Come and see. I want to be that testimony. And because of what he has done, I'm saying this has made me to give thanks. Will you give thanks to God? You must make sure that there is no strange God with you. And what will he do? Look at the, the end of that passage. The Bible, Bible says, He gave him of the increase of the field, butter, milk, fat, wheat, rams, and goats. The increase of the field. Increase of plants, increase of animals. Why? Because God found him. If God will find you today, for the rest of your life, you'll be a testimony of divine provision. He gave him of the increase of the field. And next, I thought that he gave him honey out of the rock and oil out of the flinty rock. In other words, he did the impossible unto him. He gave him what others are running after that they cannot find. Remember when, 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 uh, Isaac told Esau, go and prepare venison for me, that I may bless you and die. <laughs> Meanwhile, the man was still going to live more than 20 years after that. Because Isaac did not die until Jacob went on his love escapade, married Rachel and Leah, came back after about 20-something years. He still met Isaac. But at that point in time, because God wanted to bless somebody, Isaac said, prepare food for me, I'm going to bless you. Esau went to the, to, the, to the wild as usual. Jacob's mom took over the operation. Prepare something beautiful for Isaac. But where I'm going is, when Jacob brought the food for Isaac, Isaac said, ah, how did you get it so fast? And Jacob made a statement. He said, your God brought it unto me. Do you know, brethren, the God of Jacob is still bringing goodies unto his children? The God of Jacob is still making releases into the lives of his children. He gave him honey out of the rock, oil out of the flinty rock. He gave him things that were humanly impossible to attain. No wonder the Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world, 
and they that dwell therein. Psalm 24, verse 1. No wonder the Bible says, the, the silver is mine, the gold is mine, the cattle upon a thousand hills are mine. When the children of Israel went after strange gods, they lost all these benefits that God prepared for Jacob and his descendants. And they ended up going on into exile from the promised land for more than 70 years. You need to take a stand today. Are you for God or are you against him? Are you going to serve this God wholeheartedly with all of your heart? Or is he God like the song that we normally sing, God of the noon day, day time is God the, uh, at, at the night time, something like that. God of the valley is the God of the mountain. Is he God in all situations in your life? Or is he only God in the church and not God at home? Or is he only God at home and not God at work? Or is he only God at work but not God in school? After all, I will praise him. I will give, uh, I will give my offering. You can't bribe God. You can't bribe God. Some offerings are rejected even before they are given. Everything belongs to him. There's no money we can give him to buy him. Remember this testimony that the Jews shared as we round up. Of a man who came to church one day. Saw the church. The church was still using uh, temporary structures. It was a rich man. And he went and bought uh, musical instruments for the church. The best at that point in time. And he brought them to the church. Expecting that, oh, to God be the glory. This, and, and the Jews said, the moment they saw those things, they said, oh, well, God is taking us to another level. Until God spoke. And said, no, don't take them from him. And he, he, he did not take those instruments because he had to realize. He said, I know the voice of my daddy. And he told the man, well, thank you, sir. But the Lord is saying we should not take this from you. The man began to hit his head on the pillar of the, uh, on one of the pillars in the and said, ah, that God had rejected him. God will not reject you in Jesus' name. God will not reject your offering in Jesus' name. You must wholeheartedly face the living God. The Bible says, I believe that's Psalm 42, as the deer pants for the water, so my heart longs after thee, O Lord. That is the way you must follow and seek this living God. You will find him and he will stand for you. As we round up, I have a number, I mean a few prayer points that are implied when you make that statement, Jesus, I mean, that was son of David. In other words, when you make this statement, that was son of David, there is an implication from the covenant that the Lord made unto David that I want to use to, make, to pray today because today is the beginning of the enthronement of somebody that is listening to me. And you will get there in Jesus' name. You will get there in the name of Jesus. Amen. Are you listening to me this morning and you are not born again? You've not given your life to Christ? It's another opportunity. That covenant name, thou son of David, 
will avail nothing for you except you give your life to Christ. It's not a magical word. No, it's a covenant name. And so if you are not born again, this is another opportunity for you to invite this Jesus into your life that you may key in to the covenant he made with David, that you may key in to what we call the blessings of Abraham. Because it all started with Abraham. Before it got to David, before it got to Jesus. If you are listening to me, you are not born again, please say after me, Lord Jesus, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you because you love me. And that's why you've made it possible for me to listen to this message for such a time as this. Father, be glorified in Jesus' name. Every affinity, every agreement between me and the kingdom of darkness, I destroy in the name of Jesus. Every attraction to evil, I cut off today in the name of Jesus. Every covenant with the devil, I cut off in the name of Jesus. Father, write my name in the book of life. And let me enter into that covenant of eternal life with you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. So we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We have a few prayer points that are going to pray. Just begin to thank God. Like I said, it's the 13th day of our prayer and fasting. Begin to give thanks to God for the strength, for the grace, for the opportunity, for how he has kept you up to this moment, for proving that he is God. He is God indeed. Bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, we have given thanks. Amen. First prayer point, we said the Lord found David. The same way he found Jacob. You are going to pray and say, Father, find me today. Locate me for your mercy. Locate me for your goodness. Locate me for your favor. Locate me for your anointing. Open your mouth and pray this morning. Remember, it's the point that somebody's enthronement begins. Open your mouth and pray today and say, Father, locate me this morning for your mercy. I am ripe for your mercy. Oh, my Locate me this morning for your goodness, O oh Lord. Locate me today for your favor. Locate me today for your anointing. In the name of Jesus, my time has come. Locate me, O oh Lord. Locate me, O Lord, for your mercy, for your goodness, for your favor, for your anointing. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. We say, Father, anoint me with your holy oil. In the name of Jesus. Anoint me with your holy oil, O Lord. In the name of Jesus. Pray as if you mean it. Malete utboko shatale andaria. If you are anointed with his holy oil today, for the rest of your life, he said you will seek me. You will find me. Father, anoint me with your holy oil today in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. Anoint me. Anoint me with your holy oil. Verse 20 of Psalm 18 says, I have found David my servant. With my holy oil have I anointed him. Ah, thank you, Heavenly Father. Verse 21 says, With whom my hand shall be established, mine arm shall strengthen him. 
you are going to pray. Say, Father, let your hand be established with me. Let your hand be established with me, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Let your hand be established with me, O Lord. We are praying the scriptures, brethren. Let your hand be established with me, O Lord. If the Lord will enthrone you, if the Lord will establish you a mighty man in this kingdom, if the Lord will establish you a great man in this kingdom, you need his hand being established with you. Say, Father, let your hand be established with me. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we are prayed. He said, Father, strengthen me with your arm. Strengthen me with your arm. I need strength. I need strength. I need strength. The, book, the Bible says in Psalm 27, verse 1, The Lord is my life and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Say, Father, I need strength. Strengthen me, O Lord. Strengthen me, O Lord, with your arm. It is whom the Lord strengthens that stands. If the Lord does not strengthen you, <laughs> a small wind, a slight wind is enough to blow that person away. Strengthen me, O Lord, with your arm. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Say, Father, in verse 22 says, The enemy shall not exact upon him. Nor the son of wickedness afflict him. What does that? What does it mean when he says the enemy shall not exact upon him? It means the enemy will not outwit him. It means the enemy will not deceive him. <laughs> and brethren, many are being deceived. Many are being deceived out of the path of righteousness. <laughs> the Bible says that if it were possible, even the elect will be deceived. Many have been deceived. You are going to pray and say, Father, let not the enemy deceive me, O Lord. Let not the enemy exact upon me. Let not the enemy outwit me. Let not the enemy deceive me. Let not the enemy exact upon me, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Let not the enemy outwit me. Let not the enemy deceive me. Let not the enemy exact upon me, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. The Bible says, Nor the son of wickedness afflict him. You are going to pray. And say, The son of wickedness shall not afflict me, O Lord. In the name of Jesus. Remember the Bible says, affliction shall not arise a second time. The son of wickedness shall not afflict me, O Lord. In the name of Jesus. Pray it as if you mean it. It's a prophetic declaration. This year, Father, the son of wickedness shall not afflict me. In the name of Jesus. I will be an epitome of good health. An epitome of excellent health. The son of wickedness shall not afflict me, O Lord. In the name of Jesus. Mazidebo senda hiragaba ushkate. Iprosika likaruska prasata. Irosika telia andragaba ushkate. The son of wickedness. Maprosoto, maprosoto. Shall not afflict me, O Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. The Bible says the promise of that covenant. He said, I will beat down his foes before his face. He said, Father, beat down my foes, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. You are not the one fighting. You are praying to the living God. 
There are some foes. There are some enemies. That unless they are beaten down, you are not going anywhere. But this is the time that God wants to lift you up. Say, Father, beat down my foes in the name of Jesus. Beat down my foes, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Beat down my foes, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Psalm 35 verse 1 says, Plead my cause, O Lord, with them that strive with me. Fight against them that fight against me. That is the psalm that is being fulfilled in the life of David. He said, I will beat down his foes. Ah, why don't you pray today? God has found you. He has chosen you. His oil is upon you. Say, Father, beat down my foes in the name of Jesus. Ah, ye kelima katula ikaligima ushkate. Eprosotole andaria. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. He said, I will plague them that hate him. I will plague them that hate him. Open your mouth and say, Father, plague those that hate me. Plague those that hate your child. Plague those that are devising evil devices against your child. Everyone devising evil devices against Christ chapel. Plague them, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Two more prayer points. Two more prayer points. You say, Father, let your faithfulness and mercy be with me. Let your faithfulness and mercy be with me, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Let your faithfulness and mercy be with me, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Finally, you say, Father, lift me up and exalt my horn. Lift me up and exalt my horn. It is the season of divine promotion for someone. It is a season that for someone to be celebrated. Lift me up, O Lord, and exalt my horn in the name of Jesus. It is the thirteenth day of our, uh, of our waiting upon the Lord, of our prayer and fasting. Why don't you go before the Lord right now and tell the Lord, what do you want him to do for you? In what area do you want the Lord to move in your life, to move in your situation? Oh, go before the Lord. Go before the Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Be glorified, O Lord. Be magnified, O Lord. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Maliketo irebushkatali anda itragabo. Malmasi trogobunduria. Marikaba soto. Ezia kalima ushkate. Father, answer the prayers of your children and let your name be glorified. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We love you, Lord. For we have prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you for this morning. We'll live to any night. Accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the covenant you have given unto us. Thank you for that covenant of mercy in the son of David. Oh, Father, we key into it right now in the name of Jesus. Your word says, Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her, 
Yeah, the set time is now. Father, we decree, we declare that the time for our promotion is now. The time for our lifting up is now. The time for our favor is now. The time to set us apart for thee is now. The time to for, for divine manifestation in our lives and in our situation is now. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We love you, Lord. Be glorified and be magnified, O Lord, for we have prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen.